Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of That's My Jam, where we talk about all things music, and whenever we have a guest, we ask them one of the hardest questions, what is your number one favorite song of all time? With you, as always, is DJ Rios. Hey, it's Big Germ. And uh, man, we got a really big day ahead of us today. This is going to be a great episode, I feel like. I'm excited. Best one this season, possibly, (laughs) unless you were really into fitness and enjoyed our last episode, then... You know, this may not be as good, but uh, but this one's for all you gamers out there. Uh, our guest today is a musician and host of the YouTube channel Hard Mode, Charles Price. What's up, Charles? Hey, what's up? Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your YouTube channel? Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I am a musician, uh, went to Western, got a music degree, couldn't find a job teaching music, so went back, got a ed degree, elementary ed degree. So I teach elementary school by day, and then I, a couple months ago, I decided that 2019 was going to be the year of passion projects. And for me, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Most of my content is YouTube and stuff like that, and it's usually gaming stuff. So I figured I watch it, I might as well throw my hat in the ring. So hard mode, the channel, the whole premise is I'm really bad at video games. I, I've been playing since the Super Nintendo, and I've never intentionally played a game on any hard difficulty. Like, I, most games I play on easy, just to see the story, or, you know, like, I'll play through Halo on easy just to, you know, see the whole game. So I decided I'm going to make videos of me being awful at playing on the hardest difficulty. So I started with the original Halo on Legendary. And boy, I'm worse than I thought. <laughs> I'm so bad. So is it like, so is it intentionally, I guess, supposed to be like, hey, come look at how shitty I am? Or is it like, watch me progress, maybe I get better throughout the game? Or like, what's the, what's the, like, the entire premise of this? Well, it, the point? I think like, it was, my intention was for it to be like a comedy of errors. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be funny for me because I'm bad Mm -hmm. and I even made a comment in one video like I'm kind of worried that like I'm gonna get too good for it to be you know along the same lines right in the very next video I had like 30 deaths oh wow and 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 wasn't even like I got through a level and had 30 deaths I got through like what would amount to 20 minutes of gameplay and had 30 deaths. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so that's not a fear that I have right now that I'm going to get good. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, and I've, I've played some other games and they're not as bad as that Halo experience. Uh, I did a video in Madden. Oh, where okay. <laughs> took Madden 19. Lowest ranked team is the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And on Madden 19, you have the Madden All-Stars, which is the best highest rated players on a team. Or the Dallas Cowboys, whichever, whichever one you want to go by. <laughs> <laughs> just that throw it out there. I, well, here's the Madden All-Stars, I'm pretty sure, is just the New England Patriots. Uh, and Zeke. Uh, he might have been on there. He was the league's leading rusher. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, it's all Madden. I've played some, I've played a few all Madden games. I can, I did not score a touchdown. The only points I scored were a safety because I can punt really good in that game. Nice. So I pinned them at the one and got a safety. And then they got a safety on the very next drive. So 
Wow. My favorite playing football, the safety. Right. I used to play. Um, I used to play NCAA college football. Those are my favorite they're, they're games. The best. I miss those yeah. games. Yeah, I wish they would bring them back, but pay them. Yeah, you gotta pay them. Pay kids. the players. <laughs> um, but gosh, those are my favorite ones to play because, like, the last one I played, you you played like four games in a like high school district turn or state championship tournament and i would always like change the plays and i would smoke teams and i was like the number one. Oh yeah that was like the story mode yeah, yeah. i was the number one like recruited player in the entire game and then they would be like every team wants you but like here's where you would you would either be a starter second string third string alabama never offered me a starting quarterback job so i was like well all right, so one time I actually picked WKU, who was like the second worst team in the in the game, uh, like above like Idaho Tech or some shit. Like it was <laughs> like just slightly above. It was Idaho. whoever had the losing streak after us. I think. Yeah, and um, and I remember like I would change the plays and we like upset Alabama and I won the Heisman like three years in a row and I was a Heisman finalist like my freshman year and we won four national championships. <laughs> That'll happen one day, I guarantee it, but I don't think I'll be alive to see uh, WKU. One of the best things about that, though, was you could then, I think it was NCAA 12 or whatever, and you could take your player, if you went through all four years, you could take them and put them on Madden 12. I did. And, and like, what was funny, though, is, like, my stats were so great, but then when it transferred to the NFL, I was, like, just some, like, mid-level, like, I was drafted in, like, the second round to the fucking jets or something it was terrible i was like fuck this game yeah it's like i'm just gonna go back and play the college one again like this is not any fun when it transfers over to madden it's just not nearly as fun yeah i agree but i think that's a pretty good analogy of how most college kids feel going into the nfl like once you're pat mahomes well, i mean how many kids succeed you know pat mahomes <laughs> well, even though he just lost yesterday which that's, that's Andy Reid. I mean, yeah. Andy Reid is the best thing to happen to Patrick Mahomes, but he's also – Patrick Mahomes is never going to win a Super Bowl with him as a coach. I don't know, man. I mean, we just got to wait and see. I mean, I think the Cowboys are about to <laughs> – I'm like every Cowboys fan, though. We're just going to – we're going to take off. Yeah, we're going to – we're just right there. <laughs> just one, one player, one offensive coordinator away. Since 1997. Hey. But we got them. We got them three playoff wins. So don't worry about us. Hey, I, you got to give them credit because what was it? September. Jason Garrett was as good as gone. Oh yeah, all of them were. But we made a, little, we made a couple changes, and you know, whatever. We make it to the playoffs. We win a game. <laughs> playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. But it doesn't matter anymore because the Super Bowl's set, and it's just a garbage game per usual. Thanks, Riff. Yeah, it's not anything I want to watch. I was really hoping for it to be like Rams and Chiefs, just something different. That's what I figured it yeah. would be because yeah. that was like the most exciting game of the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, that was like when they all put it like fifty points yeah. apiece. Jesus. So I was like, yeah, that's what they're gonna. I'm put. just hoping the Rams win because I want to watch a Super Bowl parade where no one shows up. L.A. does not come out for that team. Or like a conflicting parade where people from St. Louis are like, should I travel? Right, should I yeah. just not? Like, what's going to happen? It'll be, like, it'll be like, you know, the Lakers are playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just going to go watch the Lakers play. <laughs> LeBron's not even playing. They're still going <laughs> to They're still gonna go. Yeah. Uh, man, we just jumped way, <laughs> way off topic, sort of. I mean, it was part of your part of your YouTube channel, so hey, it's fine. It is what it is. Um, but we, me and Jerm, uh, we've just been into some some stuff over the past couple of days. We went to to Tidballs. Um, I messaged Jeremy 
on like Thursday, I think. Thursday no, or Friday. Friday. I yeah. messaged you Friday because I thought it was that night. Um, shout out to Murph, uh, Murph Adams and Clay Powell, who did a an entire cover show of the Nirvana Unplugged. Wow. And it it did not disappoint. It no, was not at all. It, it was, was good. so good. And me and Jeremy stayed for the whole thing. <laughs> the best part about it was there wasn't like commercials. There wasn't like. Well, we don't need to hear Kurt Cobain talk about each song because, obviously, we've already seen it all. So, but they just—I mean—they just went right through every song, and they were spot on. Some they even improvised a little bit and made it, in my opinion, I think a little bit better in some songs. Well, they're both great musicians. I mean, yeah, they are. They're—they're they're really good musicians. And it was pretty spot on. Yeah, it was—it was great, and and so, the turnout was nice considering the weather. Yeah, I mean, it was coming down a damn blizzard. Yeah, uh, lost power at my house. Yeah, and, I did too for couple minutes yeah and it just ended up being like a really good time and uh, except when we went out to smoke yeah. and everybody's freezing like, oh yeah everybody out there chanties. everybody out there smoking was just dying i was <laughs> like man um but yeah that was a that was a great show um and considering the mood too the mood was a little bit um i wouldn't say somber but it wasn't it wasn't the normal tidballs mood and and then that was because the day before uh, we lost a local musician by the name of Billy Swayze. Um, I didn't honestly listen to much much of his work, but um, I know that a lot of the local musicians around here, including Cage the Elephant, um, held him to a really high regard and was a really good person. So, um, you know, our you know our hearts go out to to his family and and everybody affected by that loss. So, I mean, it was a rough break, but I mean, the show went on and it was. Man, it was a really good time. That's what I really like about Tidballs is I feel like uh, no other bar in Bowling Green would you get people to come out and, and kind of show that respect to somebody like that and, yeah. and and still kind of celebrate. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like business as usual, but right. it wasn't like, oh, well, we're just going to forget about him. Like it, it's you know, like a family at yeah, Tidballs, you know? It, it really, really is. is. And um, that's what I really admire that about them. And, and everybody seemed to keep it together really well. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't really a depressing scene or anything. I mean, I think we were all, you know, we were all really upset by it. But to an extent, the show still had to go on. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. So I, I was glad that we went out. Or you were available to go with me anyway. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to go and I didn't have anybody to go with me. So I was like, well, maybe Jeremy will go. Absolutely. So, uh, what, have you been, uh, what have you been listening to lately, though, Jeremy? What have I been listening to? Nothing new that I can think of, unfortunately. I mean, you know, I, I try to do my research and bring something new to the table, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I got nothing new. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to, uh, going back and listening to a lot of Dinosaur Jr. lately. I don't know if you know about them, but I know. they're a really good 90s band. They, uh, they've had some longevity. Um, Especially the song Out There. I would recommend that one. Okay. Really yeah. great song. I think we can always just count on, like, you can just take us back to the old school. And I'll, I'll, just, I'll, yeah. just, I'll rely I'll on the new stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, we'll just go from there. What about you, Charles? You been listening to anything too lately? New, old? <clears throat> I don't really do new music. Yeah. I, I just, it's never on my radar. I don't, you know, I, whatever's on my iTunes or my Apple Music, mm. I don't even remember the last thing that I downloaded. <laughs> Let me look. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you're, you're always on YouTube, and I, I feel like I listen to most of my music on YouTube, because, like, I'll listen to something, and then I'll, like, go down to the recommendation, if they're, yeah. like, what's related to it, and I'll be like, oh, I haven't listened to that, like, bam. Yeah, I do that. And it usually takes me, like, through every genre, so, like, I'll start listening to, like, some rap song, and then by the end of it, I'll be listening to, like, old school country music from, like, the 70s, and, <laughs> like, oh, how yeah. did I get here? You can go down a rabbit hole. I mean, this, my last, I, this, I was watching a video... And the David Bowie song Heroes was in the video. Mm-hmm. I was like, gosh, that's such a good song. So I downloaded that, and then on the recommended on Apple Music, there's a Motorhead version. What? And it's even better. Wow. It, Motorhead did some crazy covers. Yeah. And, like, you're even, a big Motorhead fan, ain't you? Yeah. Lemmy, Lemmy was a big Janet Jackson fan, so if that tells you anything. So, yeah, they, yeah. He was just a music guy. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I don't like everybody thinks you know, Lemmy was like this king of metal, mm-hmm. and really the only reason he started Motorhead is because he got kicked out of like his psychedelic acid band. Huh. I, I, don't, I don't rock much Motorhead for real. Like, I've I stayed away for a long time, and this is a really silly reason, but because they were always the entrance music for Triple H when I would watch oh, WWE, yeah. I was like, God, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible fucking song. <laughs> was it was it the which, which theme song? Because he's had like three. Is it the one like the game? Yeah. Is well, it that one? Even oh, time to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. That one and then the one after that I know was Motorhead. And I think the one he did, I don't know if you ever saw the WrestleMania where he came out like covered in like Terminator armor oh, and yeah. stuff. It's fucking I think bad. that was a different Motorhead song. It was I must have, I must have missed that one. <laughs> Not really. It was called like the King of Kings or something like that. It's like bow down to the king. That's all I remember. Yeah, I don't know. And I then just... it kicked in with his original oh, theme okay. song there. I don't, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm a big Triple H fan, man. Everybody hated him. Like now he sucks because he's all corporate, you yeah. know. But yeah, I wasn't like. I think I just like DX. Yeah. I mean, just because you could do the sucking fucking time. love Shawn Michaels. Everyone hates yeah. him, but he was the man, dude. I he like, could do it all. I like the road dog Jesse James. That was my boy. <laughs> that was that was my boy. <laughs> but I was always a big Stone Cold fan. Couldn't. Everybody was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm from Texas, so. Yeah. Texas rattlesnake. When I was in uh, when I was in fifth grade, I went to school dressed up as a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin for oh, Halloween. Really? Yeah. Like down to like the knee brace, yeah, the boots, best. and. No, I had to I had to wear the Austin 316 shirt. Oh man! I, you know, you have to wear a shirt. You can't go. You like, a bald cap? Yeah, I did. I had Hell, a bald yeah. cap, and then uh, Steve Wozniak. Like, we had the uh, we had the cream that like blended it, so I looked like perfectly bald. I had like a fake goatee. <laughs> you know, shaved your head. She was legit. She was so legit. Um, but anyway, still, goddamn, we get off track. Just so like the drop of a hat. Hey, I'm good at that, man. I yeah. This is like the most we've ever like gotten off track. Like, but you can play. always pull it back in. It's like, so what wrestling games your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We could do that. Um, what I've been listening to, just because I've had a lot of homework, I've had to be, I've had to get done at a really quick pace. I listen to that. Uh, we've talked about it before, like lo-fi hip hop yeah. uh, stations. Well, I found one's called Chill Hop, and it's really cool. And it like um, it drew my attention because the live YouTube video of it. Um, he's like a squirrel just like hanging out in his like dorm room and he's just like working on something on a laptop so I'm like watching this video while this like chill hip-hop music is playing in the background and like you see the little raccoon like typing something on the laptop and you're like the fuck are you working on like it just took like it just distracted me I was like all right I, I gotta just 
close the window and get back to work. But um, there were two songs, and I, I managed to I, like uh, use my phone to identify what the songs were. Um, the first one was called Catching Feelings by Mint Haze. Mm. It's, it's really good. And uh, the other one's called The One by Cap Kendricks. And they're both really good songs. Um, if you want to check those out individually, I'll post the link. But if you go to YouTube and look up Chill Hop and you look for a little squirrel in the video and he's sitting in his dorm room, um, that's like really good music. Like if you wake up in the morning and you just like drink your coffee and like sit down on the porch or just like if you're just hanging out wanting some alone time, like that's really good music to listen to. It's not just for like studying and shit like that. So if it's anything like the lo-fi one, then I would enjoy it. Yeah, they're all they're all like lo-fi uh, hip hop. It's just uh, different styles. Like chill hop is more of like um, just relaxing music. It's not really meant to do any kind of like. It's not like for like studying. It's not like meant to like stimulate whatever's in your brain or anything like that. It's just uh, it's more of just like soothing, very relaxing music. So it's um it's something I've been listening to a lot lately. Just trying to get homework done, and I can't. I can't sit in silence, man. It drives me nuts. So. Oh, I hear you. But then if I start listening to like popular music, I get yeah way distracted. It's just got to be instrumental. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. And, and and then of course if I listen to if I listen to like my dubstep stuff, you know, it's it's instrumental, but it's really distracting because then I get like I'm like no, I want to go look up something else, and, and <laughs> it's just gonna take you to a different place. Yeah, it does. It really <laughs> does. So so that chill hop, at least you know that it plays in the background, and you and you just kind of. You don't necessarily forget about it, but it, it just falls in the in the background, so that's nice. <sighs> but now that we got all that out of the way, yeah. without getting distracted and shit, uh, is that time, Charles, what is your jam? My jam. So, I started thinking about this when I first started listening to your podcast, and I thought, what is my favorite song of all time? And you know, you remember those old like Facebook quizzes and stuff? Mm-hmm. I would always put Stairway to Heaven. And I, then I realized, like, I haven't even listened to that song in years. And I started thinking, what is my favorite song? I don't really have a favorite song. So I thought, you know, what is something that I will always listen to? And it's two songs by Elvis Presley. Okay. In the Ghetto and Suspicious Minds. Bad. Those are two of his best songs, I feel I, like. Really? I mean, I, I grew up, my mom, we had a record player in the house. You know, it was Elvis, The Beatles... Zeppelin, The Stones, but she was like, she's diehard Elvis fan. My mother is too. Holy fuck! <laughs> like I have to like Elvis because of her. Really? It's like that. Yeah. Well, I, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, what is this? You know, is this? And she's like, he was the king of rock and roll. And it's like this is. Yeah. We listen to Metallica. This isn't rock and roll, <laughs> you know. But then, you know, you, you just listen to it, and it it just takes you to this like mindset of like, this is when music was it was commercial but it was it was like nothing else you had you know think about at the time you had country and western and you had elvis who was doing something different Mm -hmm. and but it's just those two songs i don't you know they just they're there's a groove they're not too long you you can listen to the words and you know get the story or you don't even have to it's just it's something that kind of just permeates you and my wife and I went to Graceland a couple years ago, and you just realized that he was in a different world than everybody. Mm-hmm. And even like songs that he didn't write, you know, you, you, you hear about, you know, this guy wrote this song and he recorded it. He was creating music, though, that 
probably no one's ever heard. He, you know, he had pianos in like all kinds of different rooms. He had his own studio. He had a room to watch TV. You know, you think there were like three TV channels. He had a room where he had like six TVs built into the wall and they were on every channel he could get in Memphis. Hmm. He was watching, you know, the news, sports, sitcoms, all that stuff. Like he just, he was in a different creative space, and you can, you know, you can feel that even when he's singing something that's not his. You know, like you listen to his gospel albums, <laughs> and he just takes it and makes it something. And I mean, he was the king. How many kings of music have you had? You have Elvis and Michael Jackson, Jackson yeah. and you know, there's it's a similar headspace. Like from the outside looking in, you know, what is going on in there? Yeah. But then. You know, when you really dig into it, you know, they were creating something that, you know, I think, you know, everybody talks about like the Beatles and the Stones and stuff. I think Elvis will last longer than any of them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think Keith Richards is going to outlive fucking <laughs> yeah. everybody, yeah. but uh, that's a whole The thing. music. Keith, yeah. Richards, right. Keith Richards will be here when the sun goes out, but. You know, what's funny though is I think I've only listened to like two Rolling Stones songs. And that is like the most popular Rolling Stones songs. I just can't get into the Rolling Stones. Like, and I, maybe I just hate classic rock. I don't know. But I like Elvis. Um, but I just like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Like, it's just something that's like not really ever... I feel it. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't connect to me. And maybe that's just because like I grew up on hip-hop music. And I grew up listening to... And I even listened to like you know the '90s country music that that we grew up with, you know George Strait, Garth Brooks, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Dwight Yoakam, yeah, Dwight Yoakam especially. <laughs> but you, like, if you didn't grow up with the Rolling Stones, if you didn't grow up with Elvis Presley or you Led know the Zeppelin. Beatles, yeah, Led Zeppelin, that stuff kind of falls by the wayside because like Led Zeppelin, I didn't start listening to Led Zeppelin until I got to high school, mm-hmm. and that was just because like. I hate to say it, all of my friends listened to Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, well, I guess I better check it out and, and see what it's about. But for the most part, I didn't discover classic rock until I was older, and then the people around me, I kind of fed off of the people around me, because up until that point, you know, all the hip-hop I listened to was because of my sister. Um, you know, a lot of the pop music were because of my sister. The country music was because of my mom. You know, that stuff that I grew up with. And then once you change your surroundings, that's where you, you know, you come full way. I know what you mean. Because there's a lot of classic rock that I don't care a lot for. Like, especially if I'm listening to the radio and they're playing, like, Blue Oyster Cold or something like that. Just to name a band. Like, I don't care so much about that. I do like the Rolling Stones. They're a great band. Sometimes I really like them, sometimes I'm indifferent to them. But, I mean, there's a lot of great classic rock when you talk about Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and The Doors and mm-hmm. even Elvis. I mean, you know. Yeah. And I think, and I mean, I know it's like super cliche, but like my favorite Elvis song of all time is, uh, uh, was it Can't Help Falling in Love? Like, I think that one's great song i think it's like i think it's he my it. favorite elvis song of all time yeah. and and now it's on that gum commercial mm-hmm. and even with that woman that sings it i think she does a really good job even though it's just like the chorus of it is still a really good rendition yeah well i mean what i was gonna say too there's 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 things nowadays that will ruin classic rock for me like when they do put in commercials or even like the whole hipster thing where they're like you know, I'm gonna drink Pabst, and yeah. I got a record player, and I've got all these albums. Like, who gives a shit, man? Like, you probably really don't even listen to them. Yeah. 
you know? But in the inverse of it too, I have found really good music because of commercials, um, which is crazy that media's kind of gone this way with putting music that nobody's ever heard of and it's debuting in a commercial and then it's like, oh, well, this is the song. You know, yeah. like the biggest one I can think of was, um, it was an old vodka commercial. I don't know if it was Smirnoff or not, but uh, there's a duo called Matt and Kim and they had a song can't remember what it was but it was a really good song and it had this like really infectious piano uh, part to it and I ended up downloading it and then of course I lost it when I over the years but I remember that being the biggest one and, and I know that a lot of commercials um, ask artists to specifically make music there was a car commercial during the Super Bowl that had a Smashing Pumpkins song really yeah they wrote a song just for a commercial during the Super Bowl um, I want to say it was Mercedes okay but you have to go back a few years if you want to find it. It ended up being on, oh, what was that album? It wasn't very good. Ringing Endorsement. Oceana yeah. or something? Yeah, it was on It was on that album, I okay. think. And it, was, it wasn't very good, but I remember just seeing that they had to credit, they credited the Smashing Pumpkins on this car commercial. And I was like, well, that's cool. I'll check it out. And I, I just ended up not liking it. Commercials <laughs> just have to be smart, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean... What, there's that car commercial now where it's a Rolling Stone song. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. But like the the way they tie it in is they splash a white car with paint or something, and it's just like, oh okay, yeah. How is this oh, selling yeah. me a car? Yeah, I don't. Oh, the name of that song from Matt and Kim is called Daylight, and it's a really really good song, super infectious. Um, and it was on a vodka commercial, and it it didn't make me want to buy that particular brand of vodka i think it was smirnoff uh it didn't make me want to buy it but it made me want to like listen to that song more and i ended up downloading it it was a good one i'll well, post the link to uh, that too portishead's glory box was on an iphone commercial yeah. and i was like oh hell yeah um i seen there was a cadillac commercial that had hum they had stars oh wow you remember that i think so i was like holy shit are they playing home <laughs> right now they're in a cadillac commercial so yeah i mean Commercials can, if they pick their, the right song that people haven't heard, mm-hmm. you know, Heineken it's a win-win. Was, Heineken was doing a really good job there for a minute just playing stuff that I'd never even heard of, and, and it was just, like, really infectious music, uh, but uh, I don't know what happened to them. They just, I don't know. They're just playing, like, weird commercials now. I don't know. Well, it's yeah, the same Duke way. Hauser on there you know, now. Yeah. <laughs> putting, putting music in any kind of media, you know. Yeah. I remember when the video game Borderlands came out and it opens with Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah, yeah. I remember the commercial. And that. I'm sitting there like, I know, I know this, I know this sound. Yeah. And then it was, you know, it's Cage the Elephant. You know, you've heard him in a bar. We like, have. Many times. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it, you know, it's just, you know, but then you watch a movie like Suicide Squad, which you look at the soundtrack like, that should be good, and none of it works. Mm-hmm. Whenever they put it in the movie, it doesn't work. Whenever you, you walk out of that movie, night, like, I don't ever want to hear any of these songs again. Well, we talked about in the last episode that like the song I listened to at the gym multiple times is "Purple Lamborghini" from mm-hmm. that from that album, and um, I I looked on YouTube to see if it is in the movie because I haven't seen the movie, but it actually is. It's in the club scene, and it's playing yeah. in the background, and so that's like. I think that's the best way to fit music in from a soundtrack to a movie. But like, if you're doing like a montage, I mean, nobody. I mean, you're just kind of playing it out, really, at that point. 
That's my personal opinion. I don't know. I mean, I love it when a movie or a show can like nail a song at, at that moment, which some directors are really good at. Some like Scorsese will use the Rolling Stones in every fucking yeah. movie he does, and I'm like, we get that you love the Rolling Stones. <laughs> right. Well, like he's just painted black and like Goodfellas and in The Departed, mm-hmm. I believe. You know, like do yeah. something else, man. But you don't. Great director, one of the best ever. Yeah. And circling back around, you don't hear you don't hear a whole lot of Elvis in movies, and you would think that you would like as big as his uh, catalog is. You think you would hear an Elvis song in like it's damn probably, near every movie. It's yeah. probably expensive. Yeah. That's probably the oh, thing. Yeah. You know. His family still like they own every like they own so much of Graceland that they have like Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner in the house. Oh really? And, like they shut the museum down and <laughs> wow. yeah. I want to go to Graceland. It looks like a. I mean, I've seen pictures and like I mean, aside from like the carpeting and like the decor being just fucking it's, outlandish from it's, the yeah. 70s. It's and, very 70s. Like <laughs> I don't know if I can deal with yellow shag rugs, but. <laughs> But they have, they've also, they've done a lot there, and they've got, like, this whole museum. It's, it's almost like, it looks like part of Disney World. And, like, they have the car museum, and they have, like, this huge, basically, warehouse museum of all his outfits and stuff. It's, it's really neat. And, you know, if you like Elvis, it's cool. If you don't like Elvis, I mean, it's still cool, but, like, if you, if you like it, mm-hmm. like, there's a, there's a lot to see there. I think Elvis is kind of falls in that same realm as, as the Beatles in a sense of like they've literally done every genre like I I mean you could say that you know there's the Elvis country and the gospel and the rock and I mean it's just it's fucking everything and so you know if he'd survived there'd be an Elvis rap album oh no man there <laughs> might be like a that old Mississippi twine <laughs> There might be like an Elvis live from Compton album, but I don't think he would. I don't think he'd do like a hip hop song. I think he'd just do a concert in like Compton he'd, or something like that. He'd show that. up on somebody's album. He's got it, yeah. Oh, and I'm sure. And what's funny though is like you know going back to that is that I don't think anybody's ever sampled Elvis on a hip hop song that I've heard of. Not that I know of. Yeah, I, it would be pretty neat if they did, but like you said, it's probably stupid expensive oh yeah it's funny you mentioned that you know there's a, a deleted scene in Pulp Fiction where Vincent shows up to the house the Wallace house and Mia is basically talking to him about what everybody there's two groups of people you're either an Elvis guy or a Beatles guy hmm. you should look that up I need to look that up yeah I, I don't know why it was cut from the movie it was I like had, a minute long and I had the DVD like the anniversary DVD of Pulp Fiction. Of course, it got stolen when I was in high school, but um, I don't remember that. Oh, which is why it explains when they pull up to Jack Rabbit Slim, she's like, an Elvis man should love it. Oh, so that yeah. explains that. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty bold statement anyway. Like, I mean, you see a diner like that, of course, an Elvis person would, oh, yeah. would love that. So I wish we had a Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah, that would be <laughs> neat. I, I would love to see... Um, Murph or Clay, if you're listening, do a, do a Elvis, um, you know, <laughs> what is it, uh, live from, live from Hawaii, didn't he do it? Oh, Aloha from Hawaii. Aloha <laughs> from Hawaii. Yeah, do that. Do that, Chidballs, and let's, let's see what kind <laughs> of reception get we get. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do, I like Elvis, but the thing about me and Elvis is that it's, I'm, a mainstream Elvis fan. So I don't, like, I don't know, what was that, like, Suicide Minds? Suspicious Minds. Suspicious Minds? Yeah, Suicide <laughs> Minds. Think about Suicide Squad, I got me. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that song. I do know In the Ghettos, but I don't know... Dwight Yoakam covered Suspicious Minds. Really? Caught in a trap. Yeah, that song. Huh. 
I don't even think I've listened to that on Damn, Dwayne Yoko. Okay, okay. I mean, maybe I have just like just hasn't stuck with me. Because I love you. But you know, like I'm just. I mean, I guess I'm just a mainstream Elvis fan. I, yeah. I mean, but I haven't listened to like enough. Like I haven't sat down and been like, all right. I'm gonna, take a, I'm gonna take a whole weekend and listen to every <laughs> Elvis song once. Well, even you know, I like Elvis. It's hard to do that, you know, because yeah. you know, there's just some things like, how many times can you hear "Love Me Tender"? Yeah, it's true. It's a good song. Though. It is, but it's you, know, you got to be in a in a mood for that. Yeah, or I do anyway. It's kind of taxing to to go through that. And I mean, <laughs> what Hound Dog and Blue Suede mm. Shoes, like, I'm, they were on the. If you listen to oldies at all in the '90s. That was in the rotation every hour. Mm-hmm. And he did, uh, you know, he did Blue Christmas, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was that was for a while there. That was one of my favorite uh, Christmas songs because we and you know, rest in peace to Boyce Fleener. That was our when I was in middle school marching band or middle school band. We would do the Christmas parade, and he was such a big Elvis guy yeah. that we would play Blue Christmas. And uh, he didn't work on anything else. <laughs> he was just like. We're gonna play Blue Christmas and it's gonna be perfect. And we're like, all right, man, whatever. Yeah, he was a good dude. And man. he was a great man. And he did the best Elvis impersonations, yeah. man. He always like, he was so good. He was a great singer. Um and that was yeah, and then one time he did that uh Lifehouse song. Remember when we were did in eighth grade? Oh yeah, yeah. He did he that did, yeah. he did that really big Lifehouse song. I forget what it was called. That and he did uh uh Bob Seeger. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember that one. I just remember the Lifehouse song because Lifehouse was still like fairly popular at the time. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this guy's ruining this song. And then like halfway through, I was like, no, he's this guy's pretty legit. Like yeah. he's, he's good. Um, that was when I, I guess I saw like teachers as liking popular music and not just listening to, especially band directors. Like, yeah. Oh, you're, you're listening to popular music? That's stupid. <laughs> like, who are you, poser? <laughs> right, yeah. You feel that way when you're in middle yeah. school. Right. But it was, I mean, yeah. And, I, I mean, Elvis is, I don't know, man. Elvis is almost like Santa Claus, really. Like, everybody impersonates him, but yeah. only the real ones put in, like, the war. Dude, I've seen well, some fucking good ones, too. Yeah. yeah. Remember the guy that used to be in the Bowling Green Mall? He's who, still. He I was, saw him this see, Christmas. See, I missed him this Christmas. But he <laughs> yeah. wasn't Korean, but he always... He, I, I called him Korean Elvis because he sounded like those guys. <laughs> He's um, Doc Livingston's son. Really? Yes. It's Doc Livingston's son. Nice. Um, and he, he goes to the mall and... He does the the red bucket, the Salvation Army yeah. bucket, and instead of ringing a bell, he has his electric guitar, and uh, he plays CDs and he plays along with them, and he's dressed as Elvis. Badass. Yeah, and he does he does a pretty good job, but he comes I mean, he comes from a music a music family, yeah. so I mean, if he was if he was crap, I, I don't think he'd be around very long. But he's really good, and um, even Kayla's Christmas party we went to this past year, he did it not dressed as Elvis. But I recognized him. I was like, "That's uh, that's Maul Elvis." Yeah, that's Maul Elvis. <laughs> you know, that's another thing though. Like, I bet if I went into my classroom and asked kids who the Beatles were, no clue. You know, yeah. you know, they're all worried about you know, keep it Fortnite way. and right, you know, yeah. iPhone games. And but I think that the impersonators are keeping Elvis alive. Like, yeah. You might not have ever heard a song, but you see a picture, you're gonna recognize Elvis. Mm-hmm. Maul Elvis. <laughs> What's he got? <laughs> this guy looks like a terrible version of Maul Elvis. <laughs> so, so, speaking of Fortnite dances, how sick are you of Fortnite dances? Listen. 
You're about to go on a tangent. No, you know, if it gets kids excited about something and gets them moving, gets them doing something, fine. But there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And when other people can see you is not the time or the place. <laughs> Especially because most kids are awful at it. I mean, I'm terrible at it. I tried it one time with uh, with my nephews, and I was like, no, nah, you guys are like, <laughs> you guys are way better at this than I am. Like, I can't. No. I just don't even, I, I don't even know how they, I, I don't know why they think that it's a cool thing to do. Like, like, you know, you never saw kids walking around the playground teabagging each other when Halo was <laughs> yeah, huge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is, yeah, I guess that makes I sense. I don't even know what. It's part of the game. Like, I'd play I think Fortnite. because if you win, you have to, like, I guess you have to win a free-for-all or whatever they call it. On battle the, Royale. Yeah, Battle Royale. If you win that, your character does, like, a winning dance. Oh, okay. And so, like, that's, it's a celebration dance. And they have, like, the Carlton and they have, like, yeah. the Which backpack. They, you know, yeah. from Scrubs. Yeah. You know. What's his name? Alfonso Cuaron or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's suing him, and a couple other people are. Yeah, the good. backpack kid. Get rid uh, of that damn game. Millie. Yeah, they're all they're. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Which you know, I, I, this is how out of touch I am when the you know the floss was like the biggest Fortnite <laughs> dance. And then when they said somebody was suing about the floss, I was like, oh, I thought that one was original. No. I'd never, I'd never seen that <laughs> no, before. It was the, I wouldn't have known. It was the, uh, he goes by Backpack Kid on Instagram. I, oh, okay. I, I guess that's what his what he goes by because I don't know what his real name is. Um, but he did the dance. Katy Perry did one of her songs on, I think it was the VMAs, and he was like dead center doing that dance and nobody had ever seen it before. Like, he created that dance and he was just doing it like dead center with like a straight face. And like, yeah, like, he was like dead serious about it. And then it like took off. Like people were trying to figure out how to do it and then once it caught on, I guess Fortnite stole it. And so that kid is suing Fortnite also. Well, hey, Good for that kid. Yeah, get, get your money. Yeah, but at the same time, now I know who he is. Yeah. I would have known that without Fortnite. So. Yeah, but that's all he has. And like I remember seeing, I I ended up following him on Instagram, and he posted that he's like he's working on a new dance. And I was like, man, oh no, you you hit you hit it. That's like, like you, when Rebecca Black was working on a new song. Yeah. It's like it's Friday just, was all you've got. Yeah, that's it. And and it was and because yeah. it's been what like two years now since that dance came out, and Fortnite is really the only thing that's kind of kept it going. Yeah. Even though I've seen that yodeling kid do it, um, like at the Kids' Choice Awards. You know what I'm talking Do you how, ever see the yodeling kid? How out of touch am I? You don't know who the yodeling kid is? No. Most people don't just watch the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, no. Joshua. The, the yodeling the kid was a viral video. Okay. It was this kid. Maybe I have seen it. He has like these big country, like he has like the whole get up. He's got like the tie. Is he just like standing there? Like, He's standing so... in a Walmart. Okay, I've seen it. And he just it. starts yodeling. Yeah. And like it just took off and like people remixed it and stuff. And then I saw a clip, because I didn't watch the Kids Choice Awards, but I saw a <laughs> clip of, because they played that kid yodeling the remix version at the kids choice awards and then like that kid started doing the floss and like it just fucking it's like the two worst things ever like combined oh my head yeah. it's it's awful the only yodeling i'll listen to is jewel yeah she's got my that girl. tooth fixed really yeah god damn it why she got it fixed like years ago why i don't know 
people talking shit. I guess. I don't know. She got the money to do it now. Oh, man. Come on. Yeah. It was cute. You know what's better than yodeling? Screaming Cowboy. Uh, I don't know that one. Oh, you don't... I don't know what Screaming Cowboy is. It's this... I'm out of touch, man. It's, You're the YouTube guy, so... No, it's this song, and it's these guys that... It's like a parody song of, like, this country song. Mm-hmm. And these two guys are singing, and it's like you—you you almost think it's serious. Like, is this just really bad country music? And then I think one of them's from Australia or New Zealand or whatever. So they got this Australian punk singer. He was like really big in the punk scene in Australia, and he just screams. <laughs> it's like the whole like middle section of the song is him screaming, and it became like this huge like meme and stuff. But. I don't know what it is about like it's grating on your ears but it just gets in your head and you're like <laughs> I seriously could I if I you know it's played at night and I'm like I, I can't sleep I'll put that on and but there's a 10 hour video of just that song on repeat and I'm just <laughs> you, you YouTubers man I swear y'all are y'all listen, are a different breed listen the internet is a dangerous place oh yeah oh yeah it can it can take you I mean you just in the snap of an eye, you've been watching stuff that you don't even understand for hours. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't. And see, that's, that's crazy. Though. I was like, I can't imagine the people that have the dark web. Like, well, what the hell are you? Like, oh, there's so much weird shit on the regular web. If you have the dark web. Yeah, I keep you up at night. Yeah. I don't think you could sleep just from what I hear what's on the dark web. Yeah. I don't think you'd be able to sleep. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the world we live in, man. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's talk video games. Oh, <laughs> shit. All right, so we're about to we're about to change the podcast over to video. Games. I thought that's what it was. I was all excited because you're like well, this he's guy's a, well, he's a YouTuber. Like fucking video games. Well, he plays video games on YouTube, so we're talking about YouTube. Yeah, and how ridiculous it is. So okay. we got we got to combine the YouTube world, the music world, the mm-hmm. video game world. Um, oh, actually, this is this is a good question. Just right off the top of the dome, Charles, best song in a video game ever. Best song in a video game. Um, I'm not counting anything in like rock band or, or yeah, guitar yeah, that, or anything. That, that shit's out. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't count because no, that's like original of, original song in a video game. I gotta tell you, there's a uh, Mass Effect Three was uh, Xbox game, and then I think it went to PS2 and stuff. But the theme to that is called Leaving Earth. It's this it's this sci-fi series, and they got Clint. Uh, I can't ever say his name right. Clint Mansell, or who did um, that song that you always hear on? What is that movie? Not Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh, you would know it. It's like that tower song. Like anytime there, anytime a commercial wants it wants it to feel like super epic and like mm-hmm. tense. Anyways, yeah, it's 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 almost like electric string music because of the filters he puts some of his stuff through. But right. that that theme from that game is so good, and I actually started watching Daredevil season three last night, mm-hmm. and in the recap, that's the song they put under it, and like, <laughs> and it fits the mood. Like it just because in the beginning of that game, pretty much it's the third game in the series. You've been fighting against these aliens that want to destroy all life in the galaxy. 
and the game starts, they show up on Earth and pretty much wreck shop. Oh, nice. So it's called Leaving Earth because you got to get out of there and figure out how to stop these things. It, it's just, it's a really, like, it's it's one of those songs, like, you know, there's all those all those movie soundtracks that you can always find ones that you can listen to. Right. Like, just like as if they were any other piece of classical music or whatever. It's one of those. So, original song, I'm going to go with that. Okay, Jerm? I can't remember the artist's name, but it was from the, the first Red Dead Redemption, uh, and it was perfectly used. Um, it, it's, it's a Spanish name. I don't know why I used to know it, but the song's called Far Away, I believe, mm-hmm. and it's it really fit the mood for what they were doing at that time because, like, obviously there's no music you listen to like in Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. there's no right. radio on your fucking horse but they <laughs> but it's like a montage where you're riding on your horse and it's like obviously this cutscene type thing mm-hmm. but they just put the music in while you're riding and it just perfectly worked and it was, it was he wrote the song for the game so that was really cool hmm. and they did the same things with the new Red Dead Redemption too. they had like uh, D'Angelo oh wow I believe, uh, and some other people did some some original music that was really good for it. Nice. Yeah, there was a. They won best soundtrack at the video game awards. It like the, just the the score was good, and then the you know the out the I say outside, but like you know the recorded songs for the game or songs that they mm-hmm. licensed were. It just was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who who won best video game? Because we we weren't a hundred percent sure. And like he said that Fortnite beat Red I'd Dead. I heard that. But Fortnite I thought Red Dead beat it. But then I, I looked on one of them and it said that Mass Effect. God of War God won. Or God of War. God yeah. of War, not Mass Effect. Well, the Video Game Awards, God of War won. And I, I watched it live because that's the kind of nerd I am. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all night, Red Dead is winning everything. Winning everything. Best best soundtrack, best, voice I think acting. Like, best voice acting. And then God of War won Game of the Year. Which I have issue with because I think if you're an exclusive title, like if you're only on one platform, how are you the game of the year? Because you've just cut out, you know, I'm not going to spend $400. I don't care how good the game looks. If it's not in my budget, I'm not buying it. So, I don't know. I have issue with it. It it does look great. I've watched people play it. It is a great game. It's a really great game, actually. I never played any of the other God of Wars, but it's a great game. It's, it's not as good as Red Dead Redemption 2. No, as far as the story, as far as them putting eight years into this thing, that game is gorgeous. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous, man. That's that's the thing. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a game where you could literally just get on your horse, ride out to where there's nothing going on, and just sit and watch Buffalo walk across the plain. And you're staring at this computer image on a screen, and it's just like... This is more beautiful than anything I've got going on outside my window. It really you know? is. It really is. Is there like a, is there a multiplayer to it? Can y'all just like walk well, they, around and they, shoot they, each other? They have Red Dead Online now, which oh, is okay. shit. They, they, oh, really? Rockstar is really being lazy about it. So it's they, in a beta, and that's what everybody keeps saying. But it's like I wonder. I wonder where things are gonna go with that though, because yeah. like the game modes they put in were not great at the start. The no. races were complete. Horse races were broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but. There were fun things to do. I think it, I think it needs to be more like GTA Online, where it's so stale right now. There's nothing. There's no not enough content at all. There's a griefer problem out the ass. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. do shit. One of the best <laughs> things you can do though in the online, and I do it every time I get on there. You can get on a train and drive the train, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's funny because 
all you do is hold a button. You can't shoot, you can't do anything. You just hold a button and the train goes and you can circle the whole map. And so me and a couple of my friends, we, I got in the train, I'm driving the train and they got on the car behind and we just shot every person we saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's NPC, funny. other players. Like I think one night we cleared a server. Like everybody left the server because we were just <laughs> killing them from the train. Um, but back to back to original music for video game. Mine is it's pretty good. It's okay. You'll have to go look it up too. I was really big in the uh, Need for Speed Underground games. Okay. Those were my favorite games to play. I played them. Need for Speed Underground Two had the best original song because they had a remix of Riders on the Storm by The Doors, and it was The Doors and Snoop Dogg. Really? And it was it was fan fucking tastic. That was <laughs> the be- that. that's the best original song on a video game ever. Is Riders on the Storm, The Doors featuring Snoop Dogg remix. <laughs> it's the best. And like those games, those games are a lot like GTA too. Like you have, um, which a lot of popular songs have come off those games. Like Twenty yeah. Fours by Ti, Get Low from Lil Jon, Eastside Boys. Like a yeah. lot of like hip hop music come out of there. But I remember it had on the on Need for Speed Underground 2 you could drive around instead of like you just getting a text and hey you gotta go race yeah. now you had to go drive around a map and find shit to do and you would listen to the radio and that's when I heard it and I was like I know Riders on the Storm and then you hear Snoop Dogg like yeah where you at Jim and then he's like oh <laughs> like, and they, like it's the funniest shit but it's such a good song I'm telling you if that, and I'll have to go back and look and see if that soundtrack won any kind of awards because it fucking should have just based on that one song oh it was so good well sometimes people don't realize like the impact that music can have on a video game um, like Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I still think that's the best game ever made. And I could I could go back. I haven't played that game in years. I could go back, pull out the Ocarina, and play every fucking song in that game just because it's etched <laughs> into my memory, man. And like, it, it was there's just so many things they did right in that game. But the music was like one of the main themes of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, was like you using this Ocarina to fucking manipulate time, weather, whatever. Right. So, and it's still today. I mean, there's music's a huge part of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, even games like horror games, like Silent Hill, like that really set a fucking tone for that game. And of course, the most popular of all is Super Mario, the Super Mario theme. Which, is, but I mean, yeah. when you think about what they were working with on the. 16-bit. The, the Nintendo yeah. it was eight bit at the time, oh, so you've yeah. got to you've got to put the game on this cartridge that you know by our standards wouldn't hold you know a leaf from this <laughs> fake plan on the table, <laughs> and then you've got to figure out how to put music on it, and so you've got like a little synthesizer keyboard, and you know now everybody in the world knows that song, mm-hmm. knows that theme, so. Yeah, I mean it's and there's so much like I think it just plays off of other medias and that's what's that's what's great about this episode is that like now we've kind of crossed in the realm of YouTube with music with video games like it, I mean all media comes together but I think what makes media different forms of media better is music like you would if if we were playing video games that were just silent and you were just like well I'm gonna go up and shoot you bam and there's no like cool music it doesn't work yeah. You know, you've got artists doing like original songs for games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hell, Freddie Gibbs and uh, Currency had done like songs for Grand Theft Auto Five. ASAP Rocky did a song specifically for that game. Yeah, 
Grand Theft Auto, I think, has the most like eclectic version because it has radio stations. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, you want to go listen to this like old school, yeah. you know, and then it's gonna play like James Brown or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, or I'm gonna listen to hip hop and then it's like ASAP Rocky. You right. know, it's got a little bit of everything, and that's and that's the cool thing that, that Grand Theft Auto did. I don't know what what game it started with that it did that. I think it might have been Miami Vice or Vice City. Vice City was the one where they used like songs from our world yeah. and not yeah, yeah. not I, custom whatever. Grand, Theft, Grand Theft Auto 3 was like it almost sounded like a real song yeah mm-hmm. Vice City I think is my favorite and I think the best Grand Theft Auto out of all of them as far as storyline goes that was my favorite one I would say San Andreas see I, I didn't really care much for San Andreas <laughs> like I liked it okay but it wasn't I, I think Vice City, but I was kind of big into like 80s shit. Yeah. So. Well, I, I do know in Grand Theft Auto 3 they had the flashback station and it was uh, songs from Scarface. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's all. I mean, this is a great episode. You know what? You know what game series good. always has the best and worst music? What's that? Madden Football. Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> because the tracks. Yeah. are awful but yeah. they also have all the old NFL films mm-hmm. tracks <laughs> like the rambling man from Grambling. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Madden 08 mm-hmm. had a really good one because it had like it had from the uh, uh, Blink 182 from the self-titled album okay I was gonna, yeah okay I, re- and, I was gonna say I thought that was it and it had one of Bubba Sparks's better songs yeah, okay. on there I remember that like one. it had like some really good songs on there and then some of them were just yeah. Right. Some of you were like, why did you put this into yeah. the fucking Madden game? But, you know, but that's the thing about sports games, though, is that I would rather, like in the old sports games, like when I would play NFL Blitz or something like that, and it didn't have music, I would play it on mute, and then I right. would just have my radio play in the background. So I think once they figured out, like, ah, people probably aren't listening to this shit, like, <laughs> let's force them sure. to listen to good music while they play. Unfortunately, they're missing the mark on some of them, though. <laughs> Okay, so you, you started on the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. And the premise of your YouTube channel is to play hard-ass games. Yeah. Okay. Well, all games in if it, hard. If it's, in a, okay, in a hard mode. If it's got a difficulty mode. setting. Like, I, I probably won't play Red Dead ever because it doesn't have a difficulty right. setting, and it's as hard as you make it. So stuff like that doesn't really work, but... Like, See, there's some hard games on Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. I've got a buddy who didn't grow up playing. Like, he plays games now, and he's really good at, like, if you play, like, Fortnite or something like that, he'd be great. I had him play fucking Mario, and he, like, could not even get past the first level. Oh, yeah. So it's funny seeing people, like, go back to what would be a simpler format, and yeah. they can't do it, you know? Um, what was it, like, Ghost and Goblins on Super Nintendo was, like, notoriously fucking oh, yeah. hard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember I couldn't. The one game I couldn't like even get past the first level was like Metroid Prime. It was like when I was a kid. Like it was that like, was on the GameCube though. Yeah, yeah was, I was I was on Metroid. GameCube. Metroid's always been a hard. That series. was a yeah. really hard game, and I remember like I was like I rented it uh, from Family Video, and uh, I remember playing it, and I had it for three days, and I took it back like that day. I was like I can't fuck with this game. I was like this is so hard. Yeah. Um, they started this thing on the Switch where if you sign up for their online service, which you know is how you play like Mario Kart and that stuff, you get the NS- NES player for free. And so like every couple of months they put a couple new games. And like they cool. put the original Metroid on there, and I had not played that game in probably 20 years. And so I'm going through, I'm like, what? What is... And I forgot... 
you know, your inclination in those games is always you go right because Mario always went right. Mm -hmm. Metroid, you go left and there's a room where you get the little, where you roll into a ball. Mm -hmm. And if you miss that, you just can't get past a certain point. It's just like <laughs> you have to go left for a second and then go right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm not a big gamer, so like maybe I need to get on your YouTube channel, like see somebody just shittier than you at video <laughs> games. Because like the only like we were talking about before we started recording, like I just like to play like free for alls, like just online. Let's just shoot each other and see what happens. Like, yeah. As far as storylines go. I mean, those games will always be around, though. I mean, yeah. I just uh, there's a new Call of Duty every couple months. Yeah, yeah. Which and, and some yeah. of them are getting outrageous, though. Yeah. Like I have one of the Black Ops, and it was like the last one I bought, and I feel like it was exactly like Halo. It was yeah, like, once you, you can, can basically start, like, fly. fly through the air and shit. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, Call of Duty was cool because it was like semi-realistic, but then you get into like, well, now I can fly with this gear. It's like, right. You're the the problem is there's just toxic people like because as far as realism goes, I would play Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, mm -hmm. but the fucking community is toxic. The oh, the yeah. game's broken. Like if somebody leaves a match, they don't replace them. You oh, know? Yeah, and you got one life in that game, mm -hmm. you know. So if you if it's three versus five, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, that's I'll what I wasn't it. like. Well, that's kind of the problem I had with Fortnite. Whenever I tried to play it, was it's like a hundred people. Yeah. And you get one life. Yeah. And it's either the quickest game for you, or it's oh, yeah. like the longest. Yeah. Game well, the possible. good thing about those, like you've got Fortnite and PUBG, and then yeah. Call of Duty Blackout, Black Ops Four has Blackout, which is like a really quick-paced version of all that. But if you die, you can back out and go in another game. Mm -hmm. Rainbow Six, it's you know, you got to win with three rounds. Mm -hmm. So like if you die in like the first three seconds of the first round, you're sitting there for 20 minutes for waiting for round two. Yeah. You're like, I mean, you can get on cameras and like call out shit to yeah, your teammates, if you're, but it's still boring. Yeah. You know, just That's, sit yeah, there. If you're playing with people you know, games like that are a lot more fun, even yeah. when people are being dickheads. Oh, yeah. But if, if you're playing you, with strangers and you, oh, you're yeah. on a team, like you die, it's yeah. like, what are you doing, you fucking yeah, asshole? Yeah, the worst shit. is when you get on a team and it's uh, Halo. Used, I think it was Halo Reach was notorious for this. Like, you get on a team and it's four people from France. Mm. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? What here? do you tell me to do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna grab this shotgun and go hide in the corner. Harley Vu, what? No. Well, I do have to ask you this because um, have you have you played any of like uh, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, any of that shit? Because those games are known for being stupid fucking hard. Yeah, uh, Dark Souls is. I have a list of kind of things that I want to go through. Um, part of it's based on budget. Uh -huh. If I don't have it, I gotta find it in the budget. Part of it's based on finding the time to fit it. You know, I have this grand idea to do four days a week and each day have a different theme. And then, like, I couldn't, I couldn't put anything out today because the snow knocked our Wi-Fi out. Oh, so, gotcha. mm -hmm. um, but like Dark Souls and uh, Dark Siders and stuff like that. Um, they're definitely on my radar. I've played a little bit of them. Like Dark Souls is a game where I played, I rented it when it first came out. Played like 20 minutes of it and was like, nope. Yeah. And so that's definitely something that because it's fit. intriguing. You know, it would be my kind of game, except for the fact that it is so fucking difficult. Oh, and like yeah. uh, Bloodborne was the same, same development team. 
and it was free one month, so I got it on PlayStation 4, and I played it, and I tried it, and, like, man, it is just punishing. Like, I could not, I don't, there's a certain type of person that plays that game, and the people oh, yeah. I know that play it are, like, a glutton for punishment type person. Or, like, you got people who, they're all about their their trophies or their achievements right. or their gamer score and stuff, and they're going to play a game until they've got it, and right. I just have never, like, I never cared about that, like, same here mass effect halo um and like those games are some of my favorites and i you know i don't have hardly any achievements because i play through on easy yeah and then i'm like well the story was great the game is fun all right i'm moving on i'm not going back to do it on the next difficulty level and stuff like that so you know doing this doing this channel has really changed the way i think about games like i can't sit down and play halo or at all right now unless i'm recording because like if like i tried to jump in and just i was like man i haven't played halo 3 since it came out i really want to see that story again and i was like and i you know i got maybe 20 minutes in and i was like i gotta stop because someday i'm gonna want to do a video in this and i want you know i want to record it and and a lot of youtubers kind of have expressed in various you know podcasts or you know Twitter posts that it's hard to play games for fun because you uh-huh. always feel like I gotta have it recording, mm-hmm. and I and I can see that because you know, I found a game on my computer that was like this little platformer called You Have to Win the Game, and it has a hard mode, and it like it looks like a game you would play on a floppy disk on like an old Mac two. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of fun, and I was like, I've got to make videos in this. And right. so I started. So like I don't even know what the rest of the game is like because I stopped yeah. and went back and started recording it. Yeah. So I get that. Now, like on average, so we can just talk about your channel. On average, how long are your episodes and what can people expect when they watch your episodes? I shoot for between 15 and 20 minutes. Sometimes, sometimes well, between 10 and 20. Mm-hmm. 15's a good sweet spot because I know, you know, you can do longer videos if people know what they're getting, mm-hmm. but they're not going to stick around. If it, you know, if it's not for them, they're going to find out really quickly. Right. Um, but an average video, I try and I try and edit in anything that I think is funny. Mm-hmm. Like if I say anything or if I do anything that makes me laugh, that's staying. <laughs> um, if I die, like in Halo, if I die, it's it's generally staying. Um, so you show every death? I try to, because on Halo especially, I've got a little death counter up in the corner. And, nice. um, and I throw in, because it's just me, you know, I'm working alone, and so like I'll throw in a running gag in my videos is I'll put like a little editor's note at the bottom whenever I say something stupid or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make a mistake. Or like there was a one video where I didn't want to cut this one section because it was... You know, I had died a lot there, and this was the time that I finally made it through. But I, I, I was so focused, I didn't say anything, and so I put and like this little editor's note, like you can't find commentary like this anywhere else right. on YouTube. <laughs> so you know, oh, it's I, it, it's a it's a growing, changing thing, um, and like I'm not sitting there cracking jokes. Like that's not for me. The humor is in that it's so like you could find 
a thousand videos of people going through Halo on Legendary and like they're speed running it or they're, you know, this is how you beat this level. I'm not that person. And that's, that's the comedy to me is, is, you know, me sitting in the room with my controller in my hand thinking, you know, I've played this game for, Halo came out 17 years ago. I have played this game a bunch, and I cannot do it. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, there's a lot of games where I've played a thousand times, and it's just like, and I've beaten it, and then if I change the level on it, I'm a piece of shit. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I've just been coddling myself for for years, but I mean, I'm just not, like I said, I'm just not a big gamer, um, but I do, I, I think I'm one of the few people left in the world that just like to play for fun yeah. and I don't necessarily have to beat the whole storyline like if I get through a couple levels like I'm good but I don't know I, shit just frustrates me too also like well, a lot of the people I see do like try to do speed runs on like legendary or like a really hard game they're usually like manipulating the game glitching oh, yeah. it out derping it out I'm like it's not really impressive that you figured out how to fucking like yeah. float through the level and shit but man that goes back to the old school <laughs> days man whenever you used to you could buy the uh, book of cheat codes yeah. and then like I but mean, that's like a single player game stuff you know yeah. like when you're like manipulating the environment and oh, shit yeah, like come on man when you're doing it for a recording I think that appeals to certain people mm-hmm. like they want to see how did you break the game yeah and then for some people it, like I watched somebody do the latest Doom game they figured out that I think it was like the way that the enemy AI worked like you could hit certain spots in the rooms like as you're running through and they they're not going to hit you like right. it's just not in their programmed area right. to shoot and so like they're going through they're not killing anybody they're not they're just running through right. the levels shit, like, you're not playing a game Doom 95 was the same way though man cause that was that was my shit on my my old Packard Bell my old like 92 Packard Bell Packard Bell back, damn yeah. yeah back in the day kids before up and <laughs> down were invented <laughs> fucking I had to when, when I got Doom 95 for my old ass computer I had to delete like like Minesweeper and all the shit that like comes programmed on your computer I had to delete like so much shit because it wouldn't hold it yeah. and then I finally got it on there and it lagged but once I finally got it all like where it would work you could I mean I got so good at it that it was like you could just speed through it oh, and yeah. like the monster or the guy shooting wasn't gonna hit you you just go yeah. around him and so I mean I think all it's been like that since fucking day one well yeah. I mean Mario uh, I, Super Mario Brothers had I think that was the one or maybe it was Super Mario Brothers 2 there was a certain level where you could just jump up and you went above the screen hit yeah. right and yeah that was the first one the game. it would yeah. drop you over but it's a problem now because like when, when say for example with Red Dead Redemption 2 like they do the online mode and it's still in beta which means it's not fully online because they know they had this problem with Grand Theft Auto 5 online was that all people want to do is try to figure out a way to glitch to just manipulate the game somehow to where they have to like have this period of where they're trying to figure out what people were doing to fuck with their shit mm-hmm. I'm like why don't people just want to play the game and I mean, enjoy it anymore I mean still be a problem in GTA online like, yeah. st- if you play on which I don't play on PC because I'm not spending $1200 to play a game to I do it properly oh, yeah. but I mean there's still people who and you just be walking down the street and all of a sudden you're just 
you're just getting blown up by missiles that are coming out of nowhere because <laughs> yeah. somebody hacked the game. And they're in god mode and shit. Yeah, somebody's like... Uh, Which is funny sometimes to watch, but then like if you're trying to do something like... Yeah. Somebody's crossed over Call of Duty and they're calling in airstrikes yeah, on right exactly. that auto or some shit. Okay, like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See, I, don't, I just don't know enough about it, but that's, I mean, whatever. Video games are... Are never ending and they're only going to get to the point where we just basically jump in the fucking game and yeah beat each i won't other do up. the vr i can't see myself doing the vr especially with horror games i don't know why anybody would want to like fuck man people, could you imagine people that love the dark web i guess <laughs> it's just targeted at them yeah. i couldn't do it uh, there's some there's some there's some games that are horror games that really push the boundaries. Yeah. I can't imagine being in VR for some of them. See, I don't even like scary movies, so I don't think I'd ever play like a scary There was a, a demo for us. It was a Silent Hills. Oh, yeah. PT. PT yeah. was the scariest shit I ever fucking played, and it was a demo, man. I think the scariest games I ever played were like Resident Evil games. And they weren't even really like... Well, they're remaking Resident Evil 2. I played the demo oh, for that. Nice. It, it looks good, man. This is Friday, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it looks and good. they weren't even that scary, but I mean, I'm sure they're fucking basically horror movies. If they got to remake games, I'm for it. Yeah. Not like movie remakes, but if you want to remake a, a good game and just bring it up to date with mm. graphics and all that, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think there's like, I think somebody said like the story for the remake of Resident Evil 2 last about 10 hours, and that was that's longer than the original. And it's like, yeah. if you, especially like games like that where like the people who worked on it have pretty much always worked on it. Like, if you have a vision and you think you can reach it now with new hardware, go for it. You know, yeah. You're, you're going to make your money. It's As many people as play that demo, you're going to make your money. So, Yeah. This has been a, a lot to to digest. I mean, shit, we could all go on for fucking ever. I, I, I was looking forward to this. I mean, yeah, I mean, video <laughs> video games and music are like the two things that are ever evolving, and will fucking we're just gonna get crazier and crazier over the years. Um, but I think we've we've I don't want to say we've hit our max time limit, but it's probably getting there. Yeah, it's it's getting close to to beating Latney's record of like an hour and a half. Oh shit. But we're getting there. I don't know. I think Latney's was a lot longer than this. I don't know how long we've been here. Been here a minute. But well, then all this gets edited out. No. No. See, that's the thing. You 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 YouTube people, you guys edit podcast people or I we don't anyway. We don't edit shit. What you're listening to is is uncut. It's the real fucking deal. Yeah, uncut and raw. My tea got cold. Yeah. Um, I had something I wanted to talk about, but I think I'm going to save it for the next episode. Um, oh, yeah. But I'll save, I'll save it for the next episode. It's, I had something good for that, too. Oh can, I, can I tease it by just throwing out a recommendation? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's this documentary on Netflix that sounds really stupid, <laughs> but you've got to watch it. It's the Bill Murray stories. Okay. You know how Bill Murray's an urban legend yeah. and, you know, he's always going around. This guy, this documentary filmmaker is like, is this real? He goes around and finds these people. And, like, it, it's just so fascinating. And it's just like, you know, you think this guy's got the world. Mm-hmm. You know, he's never going to hurt for money. And he just, he's just living life, man. Yeah. And, it, like, it, if you've got Netflix, watch the Bill Murray stories because it will make you think, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> right. Well, it was funny though when when I was in Chicago a couple weeks ago, um, these uh, this Lyft driver was telling us that 
you if you look carefully like Bill Murray is always in Chicago and like he's just at the most like random places and he'll pop up anywhere like see that's like the thing like in this documentary there were like three different stories that this guy wouldn't checked out in I think it was Asheville North Carolina like what's Bill Murray doing he owns a restaurant there hmm. he's just like he just randomly pops up and does things like well, now I gotta go to North Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Asheville's like a a good hot spot for like uh, like beers and shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like its own culture there. Yeah. So yeah, check out that, um, and then we'll talk about we'll talk about something that that I've been that I've, I've watched and it's pretty interesting stuff. But we'll save it for the next episode. Um, but I do want to let you all know that we are going to be taking a couple weeks off. Um, I'm having back surgery next week, so by the time you guys listen to it, uh, in a couple days, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll be, we'll be out for a couple weeks, but we'll be back, and hopefully I'll, I'll at least be coherent. I won't be on any kind of like hard drugs or anything like that. Um, but in the meantime, please go back, listen to previous episodes if you if you've missed any. Uh, remember to like, review, subscribe, please review, so that way when we come back, we know. Uh, how to make this so much better for you guys. I feel like we're on a pretty good track. I think things have gotten much better since the beginning because the beginning was a big pile of shit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, no offense to our early guests, but that was just bad quality, bad production on our end. Sorry, Terry. Yeah, sorry, Terry. We'll we'll get her back on here. We've got to. Yeah. Because we, we owe it to her. We owe it to her, definitely. And I know she's listening. At least I hope she is. Yeah. Better be. I don't know. I think you've called her Scary Terry so much she doesn't <laughs> listen to us anymore. Uh, no. Uh, but yeah, please. Uh, and then you can also find us, obviously, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but if there's, I mean, if there's nothing else, I mean, of course, there's always so much more to talk about. But right. I think if there's nothing new, no new business. Just, I'm good. just good luck with your surgery, man. Yeah, we want yeah. you a speedy recovery. Yeah, you know? and if I die. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if I, if you I, stop I, that. Yeah, if I die, Germ takes over, uh, and he doesn't get a co-host, so it's just Big Germ. Yeah. So you're not allowed to have a co-host, and you're not allowed to have guests. Yeah. <laughs> so and you I'll just, just uh, have to talk for about 45 minutes. I'll just be on psychedelics talking to myself. <laughs> Pull a Roseanne bar. Yeah. <laughs> drink some beers. And, and what? Beers and painkillers? Uh-huh. Yeah. Get on that. Fuck. <laughs> well, if I die, that you can have my painkillers, yeah. and you just drink my beer. <laughs> I'll leave it all to you. Uh, you're a good man. But, but yeah, so you can uh, you can find us all over the internet, and... and just remember to like, rate, review, subscribe, all that good if stuff. If you want to be a guest. If you want to be a guest, please shoot us a DM. Uh, if you we'll, think you're interesting enough. Yeah. And, um, you know, sir. You don't have to be interesting. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't even necessarily have to, to live uh, or come to Bowling Green. I mean, we can come to you. I think we can make a road trip out of it. Yeah, uh, if you got gas money. <laughs> God, what is this, 2004? <laughs> Nobody asked for gas money in like 20 years. Gas money and smokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're there, man. Right. Uh, But thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, guys. See you.